Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Get low-as-can-be APR, zero deposit required, and finance arranged within four hours with all 192 pre-ordered Renaults. What are you waiting for? There's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda, or Cavan. Good afternoon on this lovely sunny Tuesday. You're very welcome along to Late Lunch with myself, Joan Larkin, sitting in for Jerry all this week. Lots to come on the show, so I do hope you can stay with us. As always, the number to call with your comments and queries is 086 658. Now, the heartbroken family of a young County Meath man called Christopher Bell, who was killed tragically in recent weeks, have thanked the rock legends Metallica for dedicating a song to him on stage at the Slane concert last Saturday night. His uncle Adrian Murray joins me now in studio to reflect on that moment and on Christopher's life and his love for music and particularly Metallica. How are you, Adrian? You're very I'm welcome. Glad, glad. Thanks. Just pull a bit closer to that microphone there for me, Adrian. The first thing I have to say is, of course, condolences on the loss of your nephew, Christopher. And and we should start really by talking a little bit about him and what type of a young fella he was. Oh, he was a character. He was he was such a bubbly chap and, and the zest for life was amazing. You know, he always, whatever he did in his life, whatever he did in his life had was, was done to the fullest, you know. Mm. Uh, he joined the Army Reserves and that was every weekend. There was no exceptions. He had to be there and he was all the time striving himself to be better and better and better and the same when he started with the motorbikes it was just he was so into all that stuff yeah and his music his music was, was a major thing and amazing. I believe that that was partly down to you was it the music uh, I suppose they, they all say I'm a bad influence on some of them when it comes to the to the rock music I don't uh, hold back on the fact that that's all I really listen to is a little bit of Metallica and trash music and all the heavy metal stuff so and you got him into that did you yeah he kind of he had a bit of an interest in it and uh, I suppose back in 2000 and I think it was 2008 Metallica came to to Mary Park and uh, uh, I says to him so I'm going to Metallica oh, I'd love to go he said especially why don't you come yeah what age was he then he was only 15 at the time right okay so myself and, and myself and a couple of friends and, and uh, Christopher headed off then on the, I think it was a tourist evening and he was absolutely amazed it was his first big gig yeah and to see a band like Metallica like they were huge even back then and he was just mesmerised and henceforth, I suppose they were, were his favourite band and always have been his favourite band. Yeah. So then, of course, he would have heard that they were announced for Slane Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had the ticket cut the whole lot. I think he probably, I suppose, a few months ago, he would have been on some, doing something with the reserves, but that was all put on hold because Metallica were coming to Slane. And He'd got his he ticket, oh, booked his time yeah, off. Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. So if, if you wouldn't mind, Adrian, can you take us back to that day, not even three weeks ago, and yeah, the accident yeah, and, and tell was, us uh, what it was happened? He was heading off himself and the girlfriend, Karina. They were heading off down to his mum and dad have a, a mobile home below in Mullingar, one of the lakes. And Chris was going on the bike and uh, Karina was going on the car and they'd stopped in Kells I think they were getting a coffee or something and Karina did one or two things to do so Chris said I'll head off hmm. so we headed off down the road anyway on the Kells Clamellon Road the tractor came out on the road and unfortunately he, he crashed into it yeah and uh, from then like he, he was he was very severely injured on the side of the road so he passed away down on the Sunday morning ok and Karina was driving behind him yeah she, she arrived a couple of minutes later on the scene on the scene of the accident yeah, that's yeah, horrific for her to see as well of course so yeah uh, that it's was it then. I think we were around five to one on the Sunday morning he passed away. So It's not even been three weeks, Adrian. How no. are you all coping? Uh, it's hard to talk about at times, you know. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you, you you try and get a bit of strength and, and keep going and 
keep yeah, busy. I suppose when you think of all the good memories and having it gives you a little boost every so often. Yeah. So then you went along to the gig down to Metallica yeah. last Saturday night. What was that like then, yeah, going was, without him? Yeah, well, I, I, was, I wasn't actually going with him. I would be meeting him below, the mm. usual, you know, we'd meet up and have a few points, put on a bit of crack. Mm. And it, it was just, when the gig started now, it just felt a bit empty. It wasn't the usual buzz you'd have, you know? Yeah, of course not, yeah. You know, so uh, his two sisters went as well. But then something um, miraculous yeah, yeah. happened. Like the gig was going on and on and I had my lad with me, Killian, and I was just saying to myself, they're not going to play on. And all of a sudden, then out of the blue, they were starting the, the first few cards of Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. And James Hadfield comes along and just announces, he says, this is for her friend we never met, Christopher Bell. That's unbelievable. We have that clip. We're going to actually play that clip right now for you. Right. I think. There it is, yeah. You heard that clip anyway there, James yeah. Hatfield. Oh, that's much better. James Hatfield um, saying this was dedicated to Christopher. How did yeah. he feel after that? A huge band was like Metallica. Yeah, it was amazing. It, normally I'd be one of these to be jumping around and get a few points on and playing the air guitar when you would be at a heavy metal <laughs> concert. But I just couldn't. It wasn't in me last Saturday night to do it. But then, with nothing else matters then, and then the next couple of songs after that, it was like, you just felt good for a few minutes, you know. Yeah, of course. And how did yeah. it come about? You need like a band like Metallica. It's not easy getting contact. No, with those no. Guys. How a, did friend, it a friend of ours, a friend of Chris was, and a friend of the, of the families for years. Uh, he's a neighbour, Ray, Ray Andrews. He contacted me last Wednesday, and he said, "Look, Adrian, see, I have a couple of contacts." He says that might be able to get in contact with the band management. Hmm. He says, "I'm going to see if I can get some sort of a request or a tribute played to Christopher." So, I says, "Oh, fair play to you." And I say in the back of my head, "Oh, you know, fair play, Ray and Evan, but this isn't going to be an easy task. Mm. So on Friday, I was at work and he, uh, he gave me a call and he says, right, see, I got word back from management. He says, they're going to do some sort of a tribute recognising Christopher. And I was like, what? I couldn't believe it. I was like, you serious? And he says, yeah. And Ray's the type of chap that, again, to be like Christopher, when you do something, he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it, and that's it. Mm. It's done. So, again, when we went to the gig then, it was like, the longer it was going on, you weren't really expecting yeah. it. Even, even going, you're still Metallica, biggest rock band in the world, 75, 80,000 people. Yeah. It's not something to do. It's not. Yeah. It's not, so you kind of went along thinking, well, he said this is going to happen, but it's not really because it couldn't possibly. Yes, 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 yeah. And, and who, not, who was with you there? Who was, who was, my son, Killian, was with yeah. me and uh, uh, my wife's cousin, David, he comes to the gigs, all the other gigs with me and his son, uh, Jack. So uh, we were there and then... Uh, Chris's other uncle Derek he arrived on the scene so there's a few of us there Yeah. Now, the two girls his sisters Nicole and Katie they went earlier but because in Slain John I think I don't know if you know the signal's so bad when when it's busy yeah. you, can't, you can't ring anyone Yeah. and they had gone down further to the front so we couldn't find them alright okay so that was you know we were annoyed we couldn't find them but then I suppose when James played the, the tribute it it didn't really mean anything that we couldn't find him because we all felt the same. Yeah, exactly. So when the first couple of bars of of, of nothing else matters came on, that was yeah, the moment. Yeah, like Kirk Hammett was was playing the first couple of cards. I was just watching. I was showing his fingers playing them on on the big screen, and I didn't really think much about anymore about the tribute that might or might not happen. And then all of a sudden, when James came out with it, it was like. Oh. Amazing. And what do you think Christopher would have thought if he'd been there oh, to hear his own name called oh, from the stage? That's what I'm saying. I think back from 11 years ago when he came to the first gig in Marley Park to now, 11 years later, this was going to happen. Unbelievable yeah. that they did that. Yeah. And, and great for from a band of their size yes. to take the oh, time yeah, to do yeah. that. And the, the men to feedback off people. Yeah, you must be getting a lot of that. Oh, what are yeah. people saying to yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, it's just like, that was amazing and God, you would have been so proud and you must be so proud and we are. We're absolutely over the moon a bit, you know. Yeah. It's, it'll be one of those things that will always be with us, you know. Yeah, as, and as I says, the Metallica would be always saying about the Metallica family. That's one of the big things. These are all part of the Metallica family. Well, now the Metallica family is part of our family. Yeah. That's which, a, which means a lot. Yeah, of course it does. And yeah. you'll have that recording for the rest of your yeah. days now. Yeah. And I know at the moment it would be very difficult for the family to listen to that even, but down the line Yes, yes, it yeah, may when bring them some time, comfort yeah, yeah. down it, the line. Yeah, it, you know, it's there's times when you can listen to it and it's it's easy to listen and there's times when it's it's tough, you know. Yeah. 
but it's not even been three weeks. No. So it's bound no. to be a terrible time yeah, the family yeah. are going through. How is Karina yeah. coping? Have you spoken to yeah, her? Yeah, Karina's been up. The blessings of the graves and the there on, on Sunday. She's keeping the best side out. She's a great girl. She's a very nice, friendly, bubbly character. The two of them was, was very well matched. Yeah. They're great fun together, you know? Yeah. And uh, she's... I'm sure she's struggling underneath like the rest of us. Of course she is. Can you tell me a bit, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I believe that the funeral was, was a testament to just how popular oh, he was. Oh, it was absolutely unbelievable, John. Uh, <clears throat> when the time came to organise the funeral, the lads were saying, and, and his mum and dad were saying, it'd be great if they could get some of the, the boys from the reserves up. Mm. But as far as I'm aware, and I could be wrong on this, I don't think the reserves can actually do military funerals as such. Right, they can okay. Have a presence. So that was okay, but I got a phone call then from a Captain Noel Whitmarsh from the Dundalk 27 Battalion that Christopher was with from the reserves, wanting to know could they give him the full military thing. And I said, my God, I was shocked. So I went to Ivan and Lorraine, <clears throat> that's his mum and dad, Yeah. said to him, and they were over the moon, absolutely over the moon. Because, like Noel had said, Christopher was the future of the reserves. He was the next big thing. He was heading for officer status. Yeah. So, uh, so all the, the organising started then and... and the boys, the reserves, they were absolutely brilliant. What they did was was amazing. That must have been a huge thing for the family to yeah. see that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they had the, the piper was playing in front of it. And it was just, when we came up the street, onto the main street, the, the, beside the church of the green there, all the boys was lining the, the street both sides up around the church. Yeah. And saluted the whole way through. And the boys in the suits then carried the coffin into the church with the flag on it and everything. It was just, it was amazing. So was, moving. Yeah. And just shows you how highly he was held in That's, high that regard. That was the thing, yeah. Like, and all the lads in the reserves, any of them we spoke to, and, and in fairness, every one of them came over and spoke to the whole lot of us and said, you have no idea the regard he was held in. Yeah. For such a young man, you know. Yeah. I know it's a terrible mm. hard time for you. And even just sitting opposite you here in studio, Adrian, I can see how difficult it is for you to talk about it. So I think we may just leave it there because we're going to play out again with Metallica live from Slane last weekend. And I want to say thanks a million for coming into studio. No problem, it took no. a lot, you know, and it's a very fitting end to this interview if we if we do end it with the song that the band dedicated to Christopher last Saturday night That's in Slane. So yeah. we're going to play Metallica and thanks nothing else no. matters. Thanks, Adrian. Cheers, right, Polly. Metallica live at Slane last weekend and nothing else matters. So we've had a couple of text messages in. Well done, Metallica, to you. Christopher was one fan in the world. For us, he was the world. And another text message saying Christopher Bell is missed so much. Thoughts are with the family. And indeed, we echo that from everybody here in LMF. And we're going to take a break now. Late lunch with Blackstone Motors. Don't miss out on amazing 192 early bird offers at Blackstone Motors today for exclusive 192 offers on all things Renault and Dacia and the full Renault commercial van range. Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda. And you're very welcome back to Late Lunch this afternoon. Don't forget you can text or WhatsApp us on 086-1800-658. Now, Amid GAA Club has started a boot swap initiative to go green and to also help cash-strapped parents with the cost of replacing football boots at least two or three times a year for their fast-growing children. Melissa Kearney is on the line now to tell me more about the project. Hi, Melissa. Hi. How are you, Melissa? Are you well today? I'm good, yeah. Thanks for having me on. A boot swap. Tell us what this is all about. Yeah, really, I help out with my local club, Simonson GAA, and I'm involved with our academy, which is our underage players, age five, six and seven. And I'm there most weeks. I'm just chatting to other parents who are saying about their kids growing out of their boots really, really quickly. Um, so it just was an idea then that kind of we, we'd do something about it. You know, if they didn't have someone to hand them a dent in their family, that we'd have a boot swap in the club. Mm. And people could donate their old boots that have, you know, are really good condition. And, and really the target initially was just the younger kids who are growing out their boots in a blink of an eye. And, you know, these at the academy, they're coming just once a week at that young age and you mm. know, learning some, some good skills, but maybe not putting any um, their, their boots through much um, in terms of wear and tear. So They wouldn't get much yeah. use because kids' feet grow so quickly, of course. Exactly. I mean, you have parents saying, oh, they've only worn these three or four times. Yeah. And now look at them, they're growing out of them. So it was really just a group of parents chatting away together and... Um, 
I thought, well, this would be a good idea and maybe we could start something here for our academy. And just kind of, kind of grown since that. It's not just targeted at our academy. It's targeted right up through our ages now for anyone that's interested in it can donate boots or then come and take a pair of boots that's in their size. And is it for all ages? Or We've just talked about the little kids, you know, the ones that go yeah. to the academy. Is it all ages or do the older kids get involved? Yeah, we, t- we tend to find it's like it's obviously the parents who are really interested in it and parents probably, probably up to kids about age 10 or 11. At that stage, they don't really want a pair of boots that they know are secondhand. Yeah. So they tend yeah. not to be as interested. But we do have parents approach us and they'll bring home what we tend to do is say, well, what size boots do you want? If we have their size, they can bring them home to try on and they can drop them back. So they don't have to say it came from our boot swap. They can just head off home with their boots and then they tend to drop back the ones they don't want. And was it, Melissa, is it the older kids are more self-conscious and they want to know that their boots are just bought new for them? Or that they might want a particular pair by, a yeah. you know, somebody's wearing them on a pitch somewhere and they want the same ones as a particular player. Whereas the younger kids at the academy where I'm helping it, they're too young to know that they do want boots like their friends are wearing, but they're not into, you know, are they a particular player's boots, that kind of thing. So yeah, exactly. And I mean, the cost of football boots, Melissa, even for little kids of five and six years of age, they can be up to what, from 70 euro up. Yeah, exactly. Well, I suppose if you get into that, I have three young boys playing and... Uh, yeah, like if you get into the designer ones, I suppose you're trying to encourage them initially just to start off and mm. buy them, you know, a kind of a cheaper boot. And there's plenty of options out there that are cheaper. Mm. So really the initiative was because we felt that people were, you know, not using the boots fully. And it seemed like such a waste to be throwing them in the bin or the back of the press and never getting used again. So that was really, it wasn't the cost for the, for the smaller kids. You can get a relatively you know, cheap enough pair. Obviously, if they, when they start getting a little older, eight and nine, they start wanting to pick a certain pair of Pumas yeah. or Nikes or whatever. But like that, they're still going through them very quick. We find that mm. even with the other ages. We're getting boots donated back to us that, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds have had. And, you know, they've maybe had them for two months and they're hardly worn, you know. So we tend to get really good quality boots donated into us that have only been worn a handful of times. And, and uh, what's the feedback been like then from the parents that must be delighted with this? It's a great initiative. Really, yeah, really positive from the parents. They're delighted with it because I suppose they feel like, yeah, there's no point in throwing a pair of boots out that somebody else can get use, use out of. Um, so, yeah, it's a really great, really positive um, kind of feedback. From and I, I take it the boots have to be in fairly good nick now. Absolutely. I have enough boots in my own house to be clean on my own. I don't want to clean anyone's boots that get donated to us. They <laughs> come in really, really clean and really good condition. Like If you won't put them back on your own child, you shouldn't donate them to the boot shop. It's kind of the, what we were going for. And the standard of boots we're getting actually is, is a really high standard. And have you got many at the moment, many pairs of boots there? We have about 30 pairs. 30 <laughs> Really? 30 pairs at the moment, yeah. And like people are very generous. Like They now like take note of it. They say, oh, I used to throw them out, now I keep them for you. So you will have parents come in maybe one or two pairs and then take and repair in the next size away with them. So, yeah, people are really nice about it. And, and as I said, they're coming in really good condition, which is great for us as well. So. And Melissa, how often uh, do you do this once a month or is it just there all the time? Well, like if I, if I wanted to come down and give a pair of boots and take a pair of boots, when, when, when can you do that? Well, I have two um, helpers, two other parents helping out with me, Nikki and Deborah and myself. So, like, we're there pretty much every Saturday. So, we have parents just coming to us going, I have boots to donate or if you have a particular size. We schedule it once a month where we actually pull out all the boots and we have it in the club so that everyone can see all the boots. But we're very approachable. People just phone us or text us and say, have you got a size 13? Or, <laughs> and we will accommodate them from there. So, we tend to find that... We're out at the academy anyway, and we have people coming up with back oh, there's two pairs of boots for you, you know, yeah. or coming up and saying, do you have a happen to have a particular size? So we're flexible. We do it kind of every week then on that basis. And then once a month is the schedule then. Do you know, this is really something that should catch on right around the country. It's an absolutely brilliant idea, Melissa. Thanks a million for talking to me. Best of luck with it. No problem. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Don't miss out on amazing 192 early bird offers at Blackstone Motors today for exclusive 192 offers on all things Renault and Dacia and the full Renault commercial van range. Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda. Very welcome back to Late Lunch this afternoon. And now we're going to talk about the summer holidays. They're looming. They're getting closer and closer. And the weather hasn't been particularly great up to this date anyway. But Siobhan O'Neill-White is in here from mams.ie and she's going to fix everything. Isn't that right, Siobhan? Oh, yeah. 
Call yeah. me Mary Poppins. Oh my I God, a, you I are. a magic list. I, it's all going to be okay. I, we were just talking outside. We're going to pray to the child of Prague, apparently, for better weather. So that's exactly let's what all get on to that. Well, it's away. been fairly dismal so far. The kids are, the small ones are still in school yeah. anyway. Not raining this week. So, mm. you know, maybe we're on the upswing and, and hopefully uh, by next week and the week after when the teenagers are finished their exams. And then by the time the little ones finish, let's just hope we get some good days. Yeah. Well, don't worry, we've loads of ideas for rainy days. As have well. you? Oh, um, yeah. The people in Limerick yesterday had hailstones. We need ideas for we hailstony had, we days. We had as hailstones well. during Gaelic training on um, on Sunday morning. Oh. I think it was. Was like, it really? Like, literally sunshine and then hailstones. Like my seven year old came home drenched. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah, Bizarre. it's very, very weird weather. Well, hopefully, I mean, very the Irish. forecast for, yeah, forecast, but usually during the Leaving Cert, we have what's called the Leaving Cert weather. Yes, and usually my lovely. fella's doing the Junior Cert, and oh, good he's luck. just delighted now that it's not sunny. So. Oh, good <laughs> luck. I'm happy for him, but sorry to the rest of the country. Oh, okay, so we've about, what, two weeks before the little ones? No, three weeks. Two, two to three, two depending three on their school. Two to three weeks before the little ones the are little out. The little ones are out. So what, yeah. I mean, what do we do? Because you know yourself, the minute they're out the door mm-hmm. of the school, they're home and they're, I'm bored, yeah. mum. I mean, well, what first do we of do? all, we've teenagers out now. Mm. So if you have teenagers and obviously they're going to be annoying you because that's their sole priority in life. And um, there's some great things that you can do with teenagers. We were talking earlier about escape rooms. Yeah. So we went to Cork last year, went down to Fota Island, which is a fabulous place. And it's close to loads of other things as well. So Fota is great. There's there's cottages on the property mm. there if you don't want to stay in the hotel make it a bit cheaper for yourself there's a little fairy wood loads for the small children there there's a pool and all that we went out to Cove oh, and well, we lovely. went out to Spike Island and we also did a Cove escape room so myself my husband the two little ones and the two teenagers in an escape room and I tell you the two teenagers were brilliant they were so into it I wanted to scream and pull the walls down to get out of the place they were so into it so escape rooms is a great thing for them you and I were talking about this off air I wouldn't last 10 seconds in an escape room well bring a teenager they're well able to they'd figure it out yeah I would just I'd be there for a week I wouldn't figure it out I was actually impressed at my teenagers at how well they were able to figure it out to get out of that room strategy they were really really good but I know there might be people out there who haven't got a clue what we're on about can you explain because you were in one I've never been in one an escape room is an activity where where you are locked into a room by choice that you pay for this, by the way, and you have a theme. So ours was to escape from Spike Island. We had just been to Spike Island. But another one could be like a Sherlock Holmes theme. Um, the Wax Museum on Westmoreland Street at the moment has a murder mystery event where, again, mm. you have a group of people and you go in and you have to try and solve a murder. Kind of an Agatha Christie type thing. But okay. obviously the setting, the, new, the Wax Museum is all done up. It moved to a new location. Great for the smaller kids as well because they got all the Harry Potter stuff. Um, that's a really good day out as well. Sticking with the teenagers again, Dublinia is such a brilliant, brilliant place to bring them. It's all about medieval times and Vikings and they get to hold weapons and mm. my teenagers really, really enjoyed it. Now they moaned on the way in on the train because this is not going to be fun but they really, really enjoyed it. So, Loved it when they got there. Yeah, I'm very happy to recommend that one. There's a new place. Well, it's not new. It's been there a long time but I only found out about it recently. Courtlock, just outside Balbriggan and Balrothery. It was like a shooting range for apparently okay. 20 odd years. I'm from Balbriggan. I didn't know this was here. No, until, I've never heard of it. Yeah, until this year. But now they've put in, you know, uh, paintball and all these kinds of activities. Perfect for teenagers oh, as well. Oh, your so. teenagers love that. Yeah. You know. Have you ever played paintball? Oh, I have. Yeah, it's brilliant. I'm Did vicious. you like it? I loved it. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. vicious. Oh, yeah. I hated it. Oh, no. I and if I was playing my teenagers, I'd really <laughs> love it. I oh, love it. God, no. I got yeah. belted with No, I gave up after a few minutes. No. I <laughs> See, I didn't I get hit. Bear. I was too oh, I crafty. <laughs> well, I ordered that one. I'm only five foot two, so they might have just missed me. Um, <laughs> another place that you might not automatically think of for the whole family, and this is one that we brought the grandparents to as well, is Glasnevin Cemetery. They do tours. Oh, yes, they do. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And there's things that you learn, like like you learn about the person who was buried twice. Michael yeah. Collins is there and there's yeah. all these really cool stories there's a great history there but it's really really interesting is that another one kids might say oh I'm not going yeah. there so boring educational huh. yeah what? And then Actually, they get there. really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, and these are all things that I've done that my children have enjoyed and they're not the easiest to please. Right. Because um, they're diverse in age. What age are your children? I have 16, 14, 11 and 7. Okay. So that's, that's a lot easy. of that's not yes. easy. Um, another one now for smaller kids National Concert Hall is brilliant they have things like sometimes they'll have music events where the kids can go on stage and bang drums they have things like the snowman where you can kind of sing along they have loads of things on in there they've got uh, Peter and the Wolf coming up in a couple of weeks time and that is a lovely like it's a theatre setting with beautiful music but it's and it 
I find the National Concert Hall, it's quite open and airy. Yeah, it's Don't a lovely place. Don't feel claustrophobic place. in it. So, yeah, it's and lovely. it's quite bright. So it's a mm. lovely one to bring children to. And Peter and the Wolf, obviously. But That's the thing is to keep an eye on all these websites, isn't it? To find yeah. out when things are on. We'll have most of these things on mams.ie. We have an events Brilliant. guide. We also have competitions. So like if you look on the website, we'll be giving away tickets for Fort Luke and the Wax Museum. Uh, Viking Splash is so much fun I've, if you haven't done it I yes mean, I've done it it's, it's brilliant <laughs> I've done like, it it's so fun with the silly helmets and you oh, go into stop. the canal and we brought the granny on that and she loved it as well so yeah I did it last year with a, a friend so a German friend of mine and yeah. she her English she hasn't got much English yeah. and she had the Viking hat on yeah. with the horns and she was screaming with the best <laughs> and she hadn't a clue what your man was saying yeah. and we were shouting at all the cappuccino Celts in the street having yeah. their coffees and it was so funny oh did they Fantastic. do the thing where they get people to try and get people to kiss uh, so our, our no. guy on the on the Viking splash we, every time we were stopped at traffic lights if he'd seen a couple he'd, he'd lean over the side of the bus and say <laughs> to them give each other a kiss and some of them would and some of them wanted the ground to open up oh. and then he'd get the whole bus to go kiss kiss now my kids thought this was the funniest thing oh my god ever it's really really fun no our fellow was just abusing lovebirds <laughs> yeah well, he was I just mean, abusing the, the was, people sitting at the roadside cafes having was, their coffee well those poor your lovebirds got much would, more than they bargained for oh we would he would have you scream you see they wouldn't be expecting it yeah yeah and then you just have this big yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely I brilliant yeah it's, I it's really that. good fun isn't it yeah it's brilliant. So if it's raining, oh, there's yeah. a Navin Adventure Centre. That's good for indoors. Fantasia. You, you can't knock Fantasia. Oh, there's loads great. of activities. Yeah. My kids, the older ones, really like the Skywalk. That's pretty cool. Okay. They all love bowling. They all love the water park. There's loads of activities. Keep an eye on the website. Keep an eye for offers. They always have really, really good offers. Mm. Then the Arc Cinema, you have it in Drogheda and Navin now. So there's actually three arcs. There's one in Wexford as well. They do a tea and combo. So you get tickets in the daytime or cheaper and they can get their popcorn and drink for a fiver. They also do a deal for families. Two adults, two kids or one adult and three kids for tickets, popcorn, drinks and sweets is €39. So if you're going to the cinema and you go for that deal, you know this is exactly what I'm going to spend. You don't get to the checkout or the counter and get a sharp shock because has happened to all of that us. That has happened. That happened yes. to a relative of mine a few weeks ago. Yeah. Two kids, mom and dad, a hundred quid. Yeah, easily. Into the easily. cinema. This is Couldn't why believe it. you just you prepare a little bit in advance and I took my children to see Aladdin at the weekend and I have to tell you, phenomenal. I wasn't is expecting it? much because Guy Ritchie, I didn't think he could he could do it. Yeah. But Will Smith brilliant brilliant my kids loved it I would go again so if it's raining get yourself into that and they'll do offers all summer long they'll have like morning shows yeah and it's as cheap as chips but brilliant. again like the family offer is really really good well we have to take a break but we're yep. going to come back with loads more ideas after this The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors don't miss out on amazing 192 early bird offers at Blackstone Motors today for exclusive 192 offers on all things Renault and Dacia and the full Renault commercial van range get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda Welcome back to Late Lunch. We're chatting with Siobhan O'Neill White from Mams.ie about what to do with the kids over the long summer holidays. We've loads of ideas here, but if you've any of your favourite places where you bring your kids, let us know by text or WhatsApp 086 1800 658. So Siobhan, just before break, we were talking mm. about what to do with the kids on a rainy day. Yes. And we were also going to touch on summer camps. So let's start with the summer camps. Yeah, summer camps. So, you know, there's loads of summer camps. There's your Gaelic summer camps and your FAI camps and everybody knows about them. I wanted to try and find something a little bit quirky. So, Star Camps is nationwide and this year for the first time they're coming to Julianstown um, and they are doing camps like Make a Movie Camp. So, kids are really savvy now with their phones and their iPads and all this kind of stuff and my kids would make up little videos and things but this is a really fun camp where they learn how to make a movie and they get to do a little bit of, you know, playing around. So, my girls are going to do that camp in July um, and that's starcamps.ie and then another camp that I really love that's a little bit different is Bricks for Kids. This is a camp where the kids play with Lego but they're actually they do STEM learning so science, technology that kind of learning. Yeah. Now the kids don't know that they're learning, they're learning through yeah. STEM learning um, but they are. It's educational they don't tell them that now because <laughs> they just think it's really really fun so that's Bricks for Kids um, if, you, if you just look up Bricks for Kids they've loads of camps around Louds like Dromiskin, Dundalk Drogheda, RD loads in this area Steve is, is one of the guys in there and they're really good my kids have done that and they really really like it But you know with these summer camps usually they run for a few hours and then they can be quite awkward for parents who are working. Um, I, my kids are well grown up now but mm. when 
they were young they went and they usually ran like something from 10 o'clock in the morning till 1 o'clock yeah and so are there ever going to be camps that'll last take them for the whole day well star camps is, is I think half 9 to half 2 oh so well, that's it is pretty a longer good. camp yeah um, I mean what I do is so my kids are going to that and I have done I've spoken to another parent whose whose kids are going and we're going to share the, the pick up and the drop mm. off and help each other out so she might hang on to the kids for an hour or two one afternoon if I need to work and vice versa yeah. so I try to and, and we do this on mams.ie a lot we try to encourage mammies to kind of help each other out because you don't always want to be relying on the grandparents Yeah. if you if you have grandparents that is if you're lucky enough to still have them yeah. mm. but um, even I mean I, my dad this morning I booked him I have something on three weeks on Friday I'm like dad can you pick the kids of a half day can you pick them up from school so I've already booked him in for that day you're well organised thank god yeah I know I mean and this is something we were be. talking about too off air about not being well organised and just oh, waking yeah. up one morning and you get the I'm bored mom and you think <laughs> oh look at I'll just bring them to wherever yeah and then you're not prepared and you spend a fortune. Yeah, listen, please, like, go on to our mams.arland Facebook page. We have summer camp places. We have Irish National Stud. We've Wax Museum. There's there's loads of competitions on there. But also, check out the websites for the places that you think you might want to go over the summer. There are always, even, um, you'll see a little 10%, 20% off deals popping up all the time. Yeah. Really, try and plan. So, like, if I'm going somewhere, say... The kids want to go to um, the zoo, let's say, and we're going to go to the zoo on a Thursday. I'll say to them on the Tuesday, OK, so we're going to go to the zoo on Thursday. So today we're going to clean your bedroom and off they go and I make them clean their bedroom. And then Wednesday, well, we're going in the car, so we're going to clean the car. So I'm a little bit of a mean mummy, but I don't want them you to... You are a mean mummy. I am a mean mummy, <laughs> but I'm also a working mummy with very messy children. And they have to understand that. I'm taking time off work. I'm going to be spending money. And it is a treat. And they need to earn that treat. It's it's kind of like, I suppose, they're earning their pocket money. And instead of yeah. you know, just giving the small ones money, I'm actually going to take them somewhere. So it's all right to say to your children you know help around the house help yeah. me with this that the other and then we'll go off I know you have a chore list there Oh I have my chore <laughs> list here we printed this off earlier upstairs but I'm just wondering like, what is age appropriate an age appropriate chore for children because it starts here age two to three Yeah. Well, what can you get a two year old to do it's saying here their plate. yeah it says yeah. put their dirty clothes in the laundry hamper yeah. set the table Mm. Mm, I don't think so. Um, they can help you set the table. Throw the trash away, put their toys in the toy box, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I know at one point my niece and nephew, they, my sister had a great thing where they'd say, I'm bored. And that was that was deadly. <laughs> that was fa- that became fatal words for them too. Yeah. Because as soon as they said I'm bored, she had a job for them. So yeah. they stopped saying She's it fairly right. quickly. Yeah. I have a three-year-old niece and in fairness, and we mind her a fair bit and she will bring over her plate and she does pick up after herself and please and thank you. And she's only three. And my children, every day after dinner, they bring their plates over. If they don't bring their plate over and they run off, they're called back yeah. to bring their plate over yeah. and scrape their plate and rinse their plate and put it in the dishwasher because... That all changes them when they're teenagers, does it? That Absolutely happens. not. I, you really? just have to call them back four times instead of one. Instead but I... <laughs> That place will not be moved. I will make them come back. And you know what? The easy thing to do, I just take their phones off them until it's done. Oh my God, you're a brave woman as well as a mean mammy. Listen, I was hoovering the 16-year-old's bedroom yesterday. I ran the hoover under the bed and I... Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's a plate, a bowl, yep. socks, a spoon, and I don't even want to think what else was under there. So I have no guilt about calling him back to pick up his plate. Hello, Mitchell. He will be mortified. <laughs> Mitchell, <laughs> I'll send her home to you. He's you currently <laughs> studying. <coughs> he's studying. Yeah, of course yeah. he is. Of course he is. Do you know what? I'd love to get some info from you about any places that are actually free in and that allow you to bring a picnic, oh, bring loads. your own food. Yeah, yeah. So um, look on Druid Arts Centre. Look on their website. They have loads of things coming up and they have... Uh, theatre in Oldbridge open air theatre Pack you can bring a picnic sit on the grass with the kids and enjoy Treasure Island is on this year Ardgillen Castle is somewhere that I absolutely it's love beautiful bring yeah. your picnic and then there's the best hill for rolling down that hill is absolutely class I've done it yeah. I take the kids to the beach and we bring a bucket obviously we do sandcastles and all that crack but we collect seashells we bring the seashells home we wash them dry them I say we they wash dry paint and then we put them in a colourful glass and happy nanny's day or whatever we give it as to the nanny or the auntie yeah. all our nannies aunties all have a glass full of colourful shells in their bathrooms and it's lovely yeah. another thing you can do is get a few toys for the garden so you can get big connect for um, you know and a sandbox whatever age your children are yeah. uh, we have we just picked up a couple of hurls and a basketball um, hoop and our kids play with them once it's not raining I mean, it has been raining a lot, but it's once it's not raining, raining they're out playing. Smiths is very good for things like that. They're not expensive. It's no harm to have a few toys because on the days where they are bored, throw them out into the garden. And <laughs> and also, this is crazy, but we had a coffee morning last week and what were the mummies talking about? The weather? Back to school. Oh my and God. And how they're already organising their books. What? And how, because I tell you why, all the offers are on now. So as much as it's ridiculous to talk about back to school before the children have finished school, the offers on the books, so like Eason's and ABC and all them, they and schoolbooks.ie, they all have offers now for the month of June and Marks and Spencer has your 20% off. So as awful as it is to be thinking of even that now, if you want to get the offers, that's what we were talking about last week. All the savvy That's mammies. how far ahead... You're thinking... Yeah, so by the time we get to September, they're fully talking about Christmas. Oh my God almighty. You're, yeah. so, I, you're putting me to shame. I mean, it's a long, long time since my kids were small, but I was never that organised. I only that organised because they make a show of me if I'm not. They drive me. They're like, so what do you think about such and such a school offer? And I'm going, I better go home and Google that straight away. <laughs> I'll, I'll be on the radio. I will be up to date on all of this when I go on the radio. I'm mortified. I only had two kids. You have four. You're ten times more organised than I'm I ever really was. I'm really not. I'm really not. It's a facade. It's a facade. You know what? I think... I don't think any mammy is really super duper organised or if you if you really are on top of everything like fair play to you but I prefer no. to sleep and <laughs> watch Line of Duty sometimes really just like not and do you love the summer holidays I, I was one of these mammies mm. I loved it I do actually I, love I not hated the routine yeah. yeah I mean routine is great for work so yeah but when the I, school run and the routine of the yeah. lunches and, and then all the phone I calls hated it April banged her head today can you come and get her Summer stubbed her toe. Can you come and get her? Robin walked into a door. Can you come and get her? I mean, literally, yeah. the amount of trips I've done to this. I said to my children, the, they must be the clumsiest kids in <laughs> Ireland. I've done nothing but pick them up this year. So I know. So I love when there's no routine. The freedom. They can get up when they want. You can get up when you want, yeah. generally, if they're not too young. And you can just go off for the day and do stuff. Yeah, and, and you, you, you know don't what? have to be anywhere. If you want to treat them as well. So, like, during the summer, we'll do a big barbecue. We'll have all their little cousins and everybody over. We'll get a bouncy castle and again book that in advance because yeah. the earlier you book it so like someone like Super Bounce is good because they do loads of offers we'll book it in advance and that'll be another treat and I hate to say I blackmail my children but it is the cornerstone of parenting eh, and I do. will dangle that that bouncy castle won't be coming if you don't keep your room it's tidy it's hanging by a thread yeah and of course we'll have mams.ie coffee mornings during the summer we'll do one in July and we usually have like things that we little goodie bags and stuff like that so keep an eye on the website and the Facebook for all that kind that of stuff That sounds absolutely brilliant yeah. I nearly wish my kids were small now again so I could have I'll bring you a do. goodie bag the next time Will I you? come up I'll bring oh, you some God. Broderick's chocolate and some potato Oh, oh and no don't like don't we're on major diets in this place No I'll no bring, no How about if I bring you the minis because there's no calories in them Oh yeah of yeah, course yeah, there's not the especially minis. if you if you eat them late at night and you're yeah, watching no. something on Netflix There's yeah. no they Line of duty Netflix cancels out the calories I know this Netflix is like the best and worst thing ever Netflix is is the thing that's taken over teenagers' lives nowadays. How do you get them away from it? My teenagers want to look at Love Island. I've oh, never God, watched oh, Love Island. I'm thinking, 
maybe for research purposes I actually I don't know anything really about well, it well I watched uh, um, 10 minutes of it the other night for research purposes because yes. we were discussing body image on the show yesterday oh, yeah. and, and they call it reality television there's nothing yeah. real about I heard reality? they got one curvy girl if she's curvy, curvy I'm Shamu I'm, I'm a Seriously. monkey's uncle if that girl is curvy like she's yeah. gorgeous and absolutely yes, she stunning she has a curvy body but if that's classified as curvy I am in serious trouble and the kids are watching that how we need to pull them away from that. Yeah, no. We need to get them out. My, it's my son that's looking at it, not oh, the girls. Oh, well, yeah, be, yeah. Well, the boys' body image as well, we were talking about yesterday, is huge. Yeah. You see the guys on that show, they're all like carved Both. out of chocolate. Yeah, that's my what they son look does like. have a chin up bar and he does like, he plays Gaelic and football okay, and stuff. Well, I mean, so he it's, is into it's, that. it's good if they're keeping fit and they're, and they're getting outdoors. Oh, yeah, but, but Love if Island, turn it off. Lads. He eats the whole bag. So <laughs> he's not, we're not, in, we're not in, a, in worrisome territory just yet. Oh, look, at hopefully the rain stays away and we can get the kids out and about yes. and away from Love Island and all such sort of things on the yeah. television and we'll just get them out and about. Siobhan, do you know what? It's been a pleasure. My Thanks pleasure. a million. Mams.ie is the website if you want any of the ideas of any of the things we talked about there. Siobhan O'Neill White. Thanks a million. Thank See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Don't miss out on amazing 192 early bird offers at Blackstone Motors today for exclusive 192 offers on all things Renault and Dacia and the full Renault commercial van range. Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda. Oh, you're very welcome back to Late Lunch after that lovely, lovely song. We're going to get into something very, very different because we're going to talk about motorbike racing here this weekend. There's great news for all motorcycling fans. CC's Unlimited Kells Road Races 2019 recommences after two years. Now, we have a few people here to chat to us about that. We have um, Club PRO Dermot Corcoran, um, Club member Steve Phillips, and Derek Gannon from Shed for Bikers. How are you, lads? How are you doing? Not too bad. You're very welcome, all of you. Can I just start off by saying I know nothing about road racing. <laughs> I know nothing about motorbikes. I know nothing about this. I have been to one bike race in the past, but as many, many years ago. So we've got to talk about it. Dermot, can I start with you? Can you tell me a little bit about the Kells Road Races, how long they've been running and whose idea was it to set it up? Um, yeah, if Steve can answer that question probably better than me. He's oh, been, yeah. He's been around uh, the longest. Uh, in the early 90s, 1992 to 93, um, Kells Road Racing Club was set up uh, in Maguire's of Kells by three to four people who had a keen interest to bring in road racing to this part of the country. Right. And when? how long ago was it? Uh, 1994 was the first race. Okay, uh, and has it been running every year since then? It ran in 95 then. We moved across the keel and it's been running there since. But it was stopped two years ago. What happened? Um, it was stopped uh, two years ago in 2016 uh, bad weather on the day hmm. and the rising costs in insurance for 2017 we had no option only to fundraise and get back on the road incredible so costs yeah. the insurance went from 13,000 it, 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 it doubled it, it actually it doubled, doubled yeah. to nearly 27,000 yeah. to hold yeah. a road race that's crazy. How are you supposed to? How are you supposed to run a club like that with those kind of costs? Well, that's it. It's always it's always a struggle for every club. Like it's not just ourselves. There's five other road racing clubs around the country as well, and that's the main thing is raising the funds. You know, we rely heavily on our sponsors, and like CC's Unlimited this year is our main sponsors. Want to thank them as well for coming on board as too. Their local shop, their local mm. business, like that whole thing about shopping, uh, shop local and keep the local businesses going. Exactly, yeah. It's very important. There was a lot of local businesses have come on uh, this year with us as well, and also then it's all down to fundraising. Just but you, you had the novel idea as well to raffle a bike, not yeah. just any bike, a no. fantastic looking yeah, bike, a brand new uh, GXR thousand or Suzuki. It's a top spec Jixxer uh, bike. Yeah, it's worth twenty three thousand euro if if you're to buy it from the shop. Hmm. Limited to 100 tickets, or sorry, limited to 500 tickets. At, it was a 100 euro ticket, but you're going to get a brand new bike. It's going to be raffled on our race day on the 16th of June. So this Sunday? This Sunday, Sunday, after the grand final. Uh, the winner of the grand final is going to stick his hand in the draw drum, pull out the ticket, and someone's going to have someone's a brand new bike this Sunday. Someone's going to have a brand Sunday. new bike. That's fantastic. But price. I'd just like to thank everyone who bought a ticket for that bike, because Are that all bike the tickets gone? Almost. We're almost down to the wire with them as well. Okay. So we're getting there. Everyone who bought a ticket to that bike... Between our uh, sponsors and that bike, that's what got Kells back. That's so what got you back on the road. Our sponsors and our fans got Kells Road Races back together again. Okay. Got us going as well. And just to add to that, just with the raffle tickets, we had a fundraiser there for... Uh, she's uh, married to one of the road racers, uh, Paul Gartland. Jenny Gartland is her name. And we did a fundraiser for herself 
um, it was to raise funds for herself. She lost a leg to a medical condition from when she was younger, so we had okay. a, a tractor and bike run for her. And the last 40 tickets as well, we decided just to top up what we raised for already. Uh, that €5 euro for, from those tickets also goes to her as well. Just to Oh, well done. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. So can we get back to basics about the race then? Seen as I know absolutely nothing about this. Tell me what it involves. Well, basically what it is, it's their normal everyday roads. They're country roads, Monday to Friday. It's the main Oldcastle road. And then uh, the likes of Steve and stuff, he's the head marshal and stuff. And then you have a clerk or works team and you have a club and you have a structure like the usual mm. secretary treasurer. You have chief marshal, you have um, a club secretary, race secretary, a chairperson. And we get together for the year. We put together a plan to run the race, fundraising, stuff like that. Then you have the marshals all come along. People like our volunteers, like the marshals, we can't run a race with the volunteers, the marshals, the medical team. And these are all volunteers? These are all volunteers. They're not, no one gets paid. Okay. Make it very clear from that. No one gets paid. How long is the race? How many, how many kilometres are you racing along? It's a 2.2 mile track. Okay. So okay. So you need a good many marshals well, yeah. and people along yeah, that track, don't you? I look after the end, the end of it. Um, it takes 20 flag marshals. It takes 14 radio marshals and up to 100 crowd control to... to leave it a safe event and how many people are you expecting this Sunday how many people would normally be there well, you're talking between maybe 5 to 1,000 people and uh, how do you run that I mean where do people see the race standing at the side of the roads well no we have, we have designated areas yeah. on the circuit we have grandstands uh, for, for the spectators to watch because years ago position. were you allowed to stand at the side of the roads when these races were on well it has tightened up a lot yeah. safety yeah. safety has tightened up a lot the bikes have got faster Yeah. so um People, people that's watching it is from a safe vantage point. We do the best uh, we can for that. And is it is this speaking as a woman? Is this a fella's sport? Are there any women no, racing? Not at all. Not Are at there all, women no. racing? Yeah, we have a woman coming over. Uh, Veronica coming from the Czech Republic. Hopefully, she's confirmed, and she's actually the fastest woman around Kells. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's plenty of uh, female riders in it. Genie um, man, how many riders are taking part? Um, touching on about it we've almost 100 entries now at the moment so uh, we're getting there we've filled most of our grids so but like Steve was saying like the effort that goes in to make the mm. track as safe as possible we do like Steve and his team put in an awful lot of effort uh, setting up the track as well like we're constantly huge we're amount of work up, yeah just constantly going around making sure that everyone's alright like the main priority to us is the rider safety and that everyone enjoys the weekend and go home safe and sound. Yeah, so the roads then presumably they're closed off for the practice Saturday, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of effort went in. Just when you're on that note, I just want to thank Mead County Council. Mm. Um, They've been fantastic. They were delighted to see us back. They even gave us a dig out with some funding as well. Mm. Uh, The local Gardaí and Kells as well. They have been brilliant um, just to raise awareness of as well, like road safety and that if you're coming to the race everyone gets a bit giddy going home after watching the races yeah, take yeah. your time going home we want everyone to come to the event and go home to the event yeah. get there nice and safe and stuff and that's why we kind of had um, just with Derek sitting there I can see him sitting there with his arm folded <laughs> Derek we are going to bring you in in a minute I have yeah. to go to a break in a sec but we're going to talk to you after I'll it. just see the with Derek we've got the lads from Shed for Bikers on board there because they do a great job in promoting road safety and general yeah. uh, safety and bike awareness in the biker community so you can Well on that note we're going to take a quick break but then when we come back we'll we'll jump in with you Derek from Shed for Bikers is that okay? Yeah The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Don't miss out on amazing 192 early bird offers at Blackstone Motors today for exclusive 192 offers on all things Renault and Dacia and the full Renault commercial van range Get down to Blackstone Motors showrooms in Dundalk or Drogheda you're very welcome back to Late Lunch. Um, your comments and queries are always welcome. You can WhatsApp or text us on 086-1800-658. We're talking to the guys from the Kells Road Races. We're talking with Dermot Corcoran, Steve Phillips, and Derek Gannon, who's from Shed for Bikers. And we might jump in with you, Derek, if that's all right, and tell me how you got involved and what is involved with the Shed for Bikers. Um, Shed for Bikers is a community garage. It's uh, totally free to use for members to come, learn, help and assist in all things pertaining to motorcycle safety, um, which is basic maintenance, roadcraft and first aid. Um, so Dermot actually visited the shed one day and I was telling him about the whole concept um, and he's just been he's just been amazing like since um, like 
we we promote everything in the sense of all aspects of biking. There's different categories of biking. There's people who like road racing, custom bike building, long distance uh, biking. So the shed is kind of like a communal area. Mm. That it's a neutral ground for all bikers uh, to come. Uh, um, like and a family their, community. Yeah, yeah. So they share their experiences just over a cup of tea. Um, we have paid forward there where, where we take in old but good gear um, and we put it uh, on display in the shed um, and members can come um, and You mean gear fits, like yeah, PPE, jackets yeah, whatever. Jackets, trousers, boots, gloves because not everybody has that sort of funding to be able to afford Because I presume that, that stuff's very expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive yeah. Yeah. Um, so like we, we give people a bit of a dig out that sort of way as well, you know. Yeah. Um, and when you say it's like a, a family like a community, Dermot, you were saying to me off air it is like the biker community is a very strong ethos of family and is it, that's that's true, yeah. Yeah, like the whole road racing, like it's it's called like it's not a community; it's more like a road racing family, really, Steve, isn't it? It would, know? yeah. Because everybody knows everybody. Family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when something happens, it just doesn't affect one person; it affects the whole club, like that, you know. So and when you say like that, something happens. There have been awful accidents over the years. There's been there's been deaths. There's been injuries. I mean, as a, as a community of of people all involved in, how do you cope with that sort of thing? I think everyone knows the dangers of of, of the bikes. No more than Steve. Oh, Stephen's been marshalling at all the big. Uh, events around the country but like anything everyone knows how dangerous it is you know like the newcomers yeah. there wouldn't be racing if there wasn't newcomers and there are newcomers to it you know yeah. so we try and make it as safe as possible but being the sport that it is there are dangers there, there are dangers there's dangers involved in every sport to do from horse riding to mountain climbing to the big thing about Mount Everest this year the amount of people are killed on that yeah. so I think yeah. looking from the outside people see big noisy dangerous bikes and they are dangerous but yeah. see what the shed is trying to promote is that that's in a controlled environment yeah. at that speed. Yeah. We're, we're trying to pr- to get people not to speed. To, to, like us, look, in the media and whatnot, bikers probably have a persona about them, um, as in lawbreakers or whatnot, speeding. But uh, not every biker is like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, if you want to speed, go into a con- controlled environment, as in a road race or the track, you know. Do you think bikers have a bad name? Just, um, well, I'm not talking about road racers now or anything in a controlled environment, but guys just on, generally on the road. It's it's the pers- it's the Is persona pr- out there. Like, if you look at any of the, the promotional things um, from not just uh, the media, but um, RSA as well, it's always slow down. Yeah. He's off the throttle. No matter what it, you're driving. It's instilling um, um, a bad... Um, persona about bikers. What can I ask you a question, uh, each of you? What do you get out of it? What do you get out of racing? Is uh, it that personal question? But what do you get? Is there, is there a huge? Is it adrenaline? Is it a huge buzz? Is it just? It's, an, what it's, is it's it? a huge buzz. It's a huge buzz. Yeah, I'm 24 years involved with uh, road racing. Uh, in so Ireland. there's something in it for you. Yeah, you love and it. Yeah, I, I love I love the organisation of it. Uh, getting it as safe as we can. Um, you know, a lot of people puts a lot of time into it. Yeah, it, it it's not just a weekend; it's all year. And when Kells Road Races finishes this Sunday night from next Wednesday, we're planning for for next year for the following. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it is. So yeah. you're putting the plans in place yeah. already for 2020. I'd, I'd also like to thank everybody that came and helped us um, this year getting the track ready. And if anyone out there is interested in coming to give us a dig out at the weekend with marshalling. Yeah. They're very welcome. Okay, well, they need to have experience of that sort of yeah, thing. Any, you you, yeah, you don't just the, want yeah. anyone rocking no, up. No, you don't want anyone back, but we, we'll have plenty of, of outside jobs for anyone that wants to give us a hand. Yeah. Uh, Louise has just asked a question in my headphones there. Somebody has texted in to ask, is there electric bikes involved in this? Uh, no. No, do, <laughs> I didn't you, think so. You do get the, the, you have the TT Zeros now, and the likes of Honda and Mugen, and a few of them are getting yeah. electric bikes. Personally, I'm not a fan. They smell like a burnt hair dryer going past you. There's no noise <laughs> off the bikes, but that's just... I'm a mechanic by trade as well. I like the noise. It's like yeah. As I said to you there off air, like, with road racers, like, you're talking them in the paddock and Steve will agree to me. You'd be talking to them and they'd be... They're just normal people and then you see them putting their letters on and the bikes are on and it's just... The next thing is past you at 170 mile an hour taking flight on a public road that... This is my first year involved actually setting up the track and stuff. I was always a fan sitting in the ditch and now I'm helping them and the excitement is just building and building and seeing the track just grow from just roads to that as well, you know, so it's... It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, 
you're expecting crowds of about maybe up to five between five and eight thousand this yeah. weekend are those people travelling from all over Ireland I presume all over the world some people are coming from all over from. the world there's people who, there's an uh, American gentleman told me he's at a wedding and he's going to sneak out on the Sunday you come down to it because they don't have it they've nowhere else the Isle of Man and Ireland are the home of road racing you don't get it anywhere else in the world and just when talking about the track like I just like to remind people as well they were coming to the race as well the people across the keel have been so so good to us this is where we hold our race mm-hmm. and they have to put up with an awful lot over the weekend mm-hmm. this is somebody's home it's somebody's farmland um, we're inconvenienced and we try and fil- uh, facilitate them as much as possible so I'd like to thank the people out across the keel for yeah. having us every year year in year out and I'd like to tell people if you're coming to the race respect the gates respect the fences we're only guests out here you know the cross are very good to us this private is property, private yeah. property right. don't don't be climbing into gardens don't be climbing across fences yeah um, you know don't be blocking access roads uh, coming up and there is a thing I was on to the Gardaí if the access roads are blocked up with cars and stuff like that they're just going to be told there's plenty of parking it's free parking there's free parking for bikes there's free parking for cars so there'll be no issue with uh, getting parking and stuff and getting in and out of the place. The road closing times, if we can just... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. On Saturday, the roads are closing at 11 a.m. In and around Cross the Keel. In and around Cross the Keel yeah. and stuff. And uh, Old Castle Road, that'll all be closed. All the access roads, there'll be diversion signs in place. We'll probably have bikes on the road by a quarter past half 11. So access will be restricted. On the Sunday morning then, roads should be open no later than 1900 and 7 o'clock. And on the Sunday, roads are closing at 8 a.m. And the bikes will be on the circuit from 10 a.m. And okay. roads will be open no later than uh, 1900 as well. Okay. But I just want to reiterate, please, please respect the local area. We saw the pictures from playing concerts. There was a lot of rubbish left behind as well. This is field. Our cattle are going straight back into this field. So just, if you're coming, respect the area and just respect the countryside as well. Very good advice, yeah. Sorry, did you want to say something there? No, you did. No. You didn't. Okay, we've only about a minute left, lads. I just want to wrap it up as well. Yeah, There's a gentleman who was meant to come here today with us, uh, Tony Lynch. He's been a long-term member of the club as well. And Tony's recovering from various serious operation. So we'd just like to say uh, thanks, Tony, for all your support during the years and to get well soon. And hopefully now, well, he is, there'll be no stopping the man. He's going to be out uh, on the circuit. And just to wrap up as well, Kells is going to be on the TV this year. We have a company called Greenlight Productions that, yeah. are coming over. Fantastic. They're the company that covered the Isle of Man. So not just are we trying to promote Kells road races, but we're actually promoting the town of Kells as well, which is a big thing we want to get over. We're not just coming with our motorbikes. We're there year in, we're there the whole year round. So the crew are coming over in conjunction with we're also a part of the Boyne Valley Tourism Initiative this year. So we want to try and get people to come into the town, buy your petrol in the town, buy your lunch in the town, get as much uh, money in around the town as we can. They're going to promote all the nice tourist uh, attractions that we do have in the local as historical well as, town. As Kells. well as covering the race. So it's going as to well be well on motorsporttv.com. It's going to be on motorsporttv.com, streamed live. We're going to have live races and then we're going to have, uh, it's going to be on ITV4, an hour-long programme we're the only southern race to be covered on the TV this year so it's been huge we've carried the cost of bringing the guys over uh, they had funding from other places but the small bits and pieces going to look after them so I'd like to thank Greenlight and um, we're really looking forward to So supposing somebody wants to go this weekend where do we get tickets? Uh, you buy your tickets on the entry on when you come up to the um, closed roads there'll be uh, people collecting oh, on money on entry it's not um, online or anything another thing online as well when you are coming to the race anyone who's officially collecting money they'll have a tag on them so um, they're the only official road collectors we have it's okay. only 20 euro for the two days which okay. is fantastic Brilliant, value yeah. and it's 5 euro for a programme and all the money we make this year and all the funds that we go go straight back into running the race for next year Brilliant so Lovely Kells 2020 is already in the pipeline So if you're looking for something to do this weekend and you're looking for a yeah. bit of excitement a bit of noise a bit of and speed And hopefully now next week you'll be able to pass on how much you enjoyed the weekend when we see oh, you can cross Because apparently I'm going on Sunday Oh yeah. you're coming yeah <laughs> Okay definitely, definitely. Right oh I've been told to wrap up so dear mid Steve and Derek thanks very much good Thank luck this much. weekend Thank you Thanks Thank guys you. Appreciate that the Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. Get low as can be APR, zero deposit required and finance arranged within four hours with all 192 pre-ordered Renaults. What are you waiting for? There's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda or Cavan. 
Welcome back to Late Lunch, everybody. If you want to call us with your comments or your queries or text us or WhatsApp us, 086-1800-658. Now, just before I get on to my next item, if you're a shift worker and you need your sleep during the day or maybe you just like a good old lie-in on a Sunday morning, then we have a competition for you over on our Facebook page. It will be perfect for you because Doonaree Blinds in Kings Court and at Beachmount Home Park in Navan have given us a superb 100% blackout blind. It's worth €300. Euro. It's there to give away. And we also have five daily prizes of €50 euro vouchers. That's thanks to Doonery Blinds. You can find them on Facebook or at doonerieblinds.ie. Now, our final item today, you could say it's a load of old rubbish, but a Westmeath artist has used 11 bin bags of rubbish picked up along the side of the road to create sculptures in a Meath scenic spot. Michelle Griffiths took six hours to drive just the 90 minute distance between her home in Tang and the Columban Fathers Missionary Homestead just outside Navin. And we're going to hear more about all of this, why she did it. Welcome to Late Lunch, Michelle. How are you? Tell me all about what you've been up to, collecting rubbish at the side of the roads and turning them into sculptures. Sounds like a bit of a mad thing to be doing. What? Where did you get the idea from? Um, I was just tired of looking at it and not doing anything about it. So I just collected it. Um, you literally went, stopped your car at the side of the road and picked up whatever it was you found? Yeah, well, it started off very close to my front gate and um, there was stuff on the road. I had driven past it for weeks and I just thought I'm going to pick it up. Um, And I just made something with it and I returned it to the same side of the road and exhibited it. Um, It it was called Reclining Man. Um, So effectively, Michelle, was a man made out of rubbish sitting in a chair at the side of the road? A reclining chair, a pair of trunks, loads of tin cans, loads of plastic bottles. I just tied them all together with string and sticky tape and twists of wire. Um, nothing meant to last for a long time except the stuff itself. Um, yeah, so whatever I find kind of dictates what the sculpture becomes. And Michelle, are you an artist anyway? Um, yes, I make things. I'm a maker. Okay, so it was a natural sort of thing for you to say, look at... It was at, a very natural thing for me to do. I've been doing it forever. So um, it, it was so, it was great fun. And what kind of feedback did you get for the first one, The Reclining Man? Um, well, I, I don't follow social media. I don't do any of those hmm. Facebook things. So I, the feedback I was getting was um, positive, but it was all word of mouth. Um yeah, I, I actually don't know half of what was said about it, to be honest. OK, but it must be all positive. I'd imagine it has to be. I mean, yeah, to see a sculpture made out of rubbish is better than seeing the rubbish scattered everywhere. Well, you're still seeing the rubbish. The only mm. difference there is the scattered. So I collected it, rearranged it and put it back where I found it. And was it your kind of protest? Is it, was it you trying to draw a, a point to this and say look at all this rubbish that I gathered up at the side of the road and it's been left there for weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a protest, but I, I am asking questions. Mm. and asking people to ask themselves questions. About um, dumping stuff. Yeah, and I was just tired of driving past it. And you know, so I put stuff on, like, made it into people, made it more real, maybe. Yeah, actually, making it into people is a pretty good idea, but how have you ended up at Dalgan Park? Um, well... Our parish priest is a Dalgan brother. Um, he got me connected with community and the arts many years ago. And he got asked to find somebody from Ireland to go on a mission, an exposure mission to Lima in Peru. I was very fortunate enough to go. Um, that was my connection with Dalgan Park. When I went to Lima, I made friends with a woman called Claire Carey, who works in, with the Columbans in Dublin. She came down to see the Hitchhikers, which was the second sculpture I made, a little bit further up the road from home. And she brought pictures back to Dalgan Park. They loved it. They asked to borrow the sculpture, but I had already recycled the sculpture. And um, so I said I'd make another one. So I did. So the Hitchhiker one, that was because you found gloves on the side of the road, was it, Michelle? It's a long stretch of a road. It's a lovely road. I love the road. It's got a lovely mushroom stone in the field next to it. Um, I love the old gentleman that, you know, gets out his side and he's on his bike and he looks after the mushroom stone. And, um, yeah, I found the gloves. But the road itself actually asks for a sculpture of hitchhikers. 
so, it's got a big stretch behind it. Yeah, and what um, what are you going to do with them afterwards? I mean, um, how long do you well, leave them in place? I, the first two I made, I was compelled myself. So I left them for a month and then I broke them up and I recycled them, except for various little things like the arm of the hitchhiker is the arm of the ukulele player and the jacket of the cello is the jacket of the hitchhiker. So some of those little things have come forward into other sculptures. Okay, so you do recycle everything when you're finished with them? Oh yeah, and the one in Dalkin Park is slightly different because I was asked to do that by somebody else. So I'm running with that. We'll probably recycle them in the end whenever he decides. His name's Jay Clark, another lovely man. Um, Whenever he decides he wants them to be dismantled, then that's what we'll do then. So if anybody wants to have a look at them, at any of your work at all, Michelle, the ones in Dalgan Park, you can just are they just on display out in the open where anyone can yeah, just under the, drive under in? They're on the lovely beach tree, yeah, they're on the lovely walk. And Dalgan Park's got some beautiful trees. It's a lovely place to go and walk. So you can see all of your work in there? You can see the music makers, yeah. Oh, it sounds wonderful. It's what a great idea, but also it's drawing attention to the fact that people are just dumping stuff willy-nilly out car windows as they're driving along. I mean, does that that must make you very angry? Well, I think it's even. I think it's more than just that. I think whether they're throwing it out the window or putting it into a nice recycle bin or taking it to landfill or whatever they're doing, the fact is we have still got this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really, I'm not like sort of saying, hey, look at you, what you're doing. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, look at this stuff. So what you're doing is making these making these pieces of art which draw attention to the fact, look at the amount of litter that's just there at the side of the road. Before I let you go, Michelle, what's the most unusual thing you found? Um, the most unusual thing I found? Oh, oh I don't know the answer to that. I found <laughs> lots of interesting things, like loads of paint that's interesting to me perhaps not to other people um Mm. yeah i don't know lots of stuff a pregnancy test that that kind of (laughs) stuck in my head a lot okay Um, i wonder if this child is alive or not you know this kind of thing yeah gosh Um, okay just like a web of stories as you go along the road. I you know? imagine. Michelle, do you know what? Well done to you and hopefully it'll draw attention to the amount of litter that's out there at the side of the road and maybe dissuade people from, in fact, just discarding the rubbish anywhere they like. And if anyone wants to see your work, then pop along to Dalgan Park over the weekend or over the next. Will they be there for another while in Dalgan Park? I reckon they'll be there another while, yeah. OK, lovely. Well, I think I'll m- make myself go along there this weekend and have a look at your work. Michelle, well done to you and thanks a million. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for Tuesday's Late Lunch. My thanks to all my guests as usual and to my lovely producer, Louise. And thanks to you for listening. Back tomorrow, half past one. Till then, enjoy the rest of the day. Take care. Bye bye.